Hello, players who bought a really cool notebook for D&D and then actually got way too nervous to write in it and ruin it, so they just take a blank notebook to every single session with them. And DMs who steal way more than they write. <laughs> Welcome back to Table Talk. I'm Maddie Conway. And I'm Robert Lopez. What are we talking about today, Robert? Today we are talking about uh, a hot button issue. We haven't decided what to call this segment yet. We originally talked about calling it Nat Ones, but then we did an episode called Nat Ones where we talk about dealing with failure at the table, so the title's off, but this particular episode is going to be about playing with Big Brother at the table or AI for those that are uneducated and have never uh-huh. heard of the book. Read 1984. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll get the reference. Very, very poignant. Uh, There's a wonderful play adaption. I cannot remember the playwright, but I read the script for it recently, and Mm -hmm. it was one of my favorites that I've ever read. It's a fucking wild dystopian novel, man. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Vonnegut, shit's nutty. Yeah, it's... Concept is basically robots control everything. They curate your experience. They manage everyone's lives. I mean, it's... This man, it... We're really, really close to it now, which is why some people are, like, freaking the fuck out, because we're, like, a hop, skip, and a jump away from just handing them the reins and being like, cool, do with us what you will. 1984 in particular also deals with, like, a lot of, like, brainwashing and, like, the government using AI and using, Mm -hmm. or not AI so much as, like, a surveillance state and kind of situation, but AI feels really similar to that surveillance state kind of situation just because Mm -hmm. of, like, how much information it is taking from the people that are using it. Yeah, so anyways, now that we've moved past that, uh, the episode is basically going to be all about talking about how AI is used in D&D, um, ways that we use it, ways that we don't use it, sort of the pros and cons, the benefits, the ups and the downs. I know I started using it pretty early on in, um, when AI started to become a big thing. Like, I was on ChatGPT, like, the, I think the day or maybe the second day after it went live to the public. Jesus Christ. Um, and started using it for all sorts of shit, like from day one. I mean, it was a lot more limited now. I think we're at ChatGPT 3. You can pay $20 a month and go up to 4. Uh, but eventually, not. 4 will be free, and then it'll be 5 that you have to pay for. But yeah. I've used the system enough. I tell people how to use it now. Like, that's how experienced I've become. I know how to work it. I use it to write character backstories. I use it to write um, faux scripts for, like, news anchors and fake press releases in game i've used it to come up with stat blocks which it can do which is nuts Uh, i've used it to come up with cool unique abilities that are not in books i mean truly sky's the limit with ai already but i think looking at it from a a dm lens or even just from a DD lens truly it's just like it eliminates the the process of having to sit there for hours to mm-hmm. try and come up with, like, the tiniest bit of information. I'll say, even going back in AI's relationship with D&D specifically, I think even going back further than that, like, fantasynamegenerator.com, which is a website that, like, I at least have been on since before I was playing D&D mm-hmm. and everything like that, because it's just, like, a general website that you'll, like, run into anytime you're looking for, like, a name generator. Yep. Um, it is, like, the big boss. It is great. Um it's AI. It's basically AI. It's a generator yeah. of some kind. And there, even before like the conversation of AI was like kind of in um, the general public, I guess, uh, and talking about like how everyday people are using it, people were already kind of using it mm. in like regards to tabletop games. 
Right. I think with fantasy name generator, the way a lot of generators work as opposed to like what we think of as AI now is that they basically just set parameters. They say these are the kinds of letters you're allowed to use. These are the examples. Anytime somebody hits elf male, you can only use X amount of letters and you could only mm-hmm. put them in certain combinations. But I think now we have ones that are using AI. But fantasy, fantasy name generator has been around a lot longer than AI has been. It's just very close to it. But now we have uh, essentially what is like a person on the other end of the screen that can just give you a list of names. Person on the other end is which is, is crazy. such a isn't it though? Because I mean, like you can, you can have a conversation with these things though. Like that, you can ask them about their day. You can talk about the weather. You can talk mm-hmm. politics. You can ask it how to play chess. Like, there's no limit to what you can do with these things, which is freaky. I think it's cool, but it's pretty fucking freaky. I'll say, I it, when it comes to AI, I pers- I think Robert and I have kind of two different approaches to it. Mm-hmm. Um. I err on the side of caution. I just kind of recently started using it. Um, And I will say, I did go off the deep end a little bit. And I've been using one particular thing a lot. Um, Shout out to Bing Image Generator. Yeah, Bing Image Generator has been, which which goes against my core morals, which is so tricky. Because, like, I'm someone who, I am in a field where um, the union just went, like, SAG-AFTRA and um, the Writers Union and everyone just, like, strike just ended and the contracts are still kind of rolling out. And in the new deal for actors, um, in the contract that was signed, one of the big like talking points was um, companies basically saying, hey, we'll pay you like your normal day's wage. Mm -hmm. We'll scan you and we'll like use your AI likeness so you don't have to come to set for like extra work and background work. We can just already have you Uh, and people and all of the actors were kind of rightly and fairly like, no. No, that's not. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm not just signing that away. And so, no, uh, the in the contract that was offered back, which I have my own thoughts on in general, um, was basically saying uh, you consent will be asked and compensation will be given, but that is still a thing that companies are allowed mm-hmm. to offer people, and that is really scary. Um, and like you know, having a field and having an art form that. AI is like genuinely running a like a big part of it and is going to continue to like run a huge part of it going forward and you're just going to see it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying and it scares me so much. However, I do think in the comfort of your own home, in the comfort of your own games, it can be a very helpful tool. Yep. Because I mean, there's also, there's a lot out there now that specifically work with generating maps. Um where you can essentially say, like, hey, g- generate a town. Okay, give me six buildings. Tell me what those buildings are for. Give me a list of NPCs that live in those buildings. Give me some background on each of those NPCs. Yeah. And, like, what would normally take a regular person days, weeks to come up with, like, a fully fleshed out background town with names, locations. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Jesus Christ. AI, <laughs> like, 30 minutes if you know how to use it right. If you can set the parameters correctly, if you feed it prompts before you ask it, like, your big question. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like, as as somebody whose ADHD often manifests in in ways to cut down the most time spent on just about anything. I mean, it's really uh, both a detriment and it helps sometimes because I'm always looking for the most efficient way to do something. AI in particular has given me, like, uh, sky's the limit. Uh, I can do everything in minutes as opposed to hours, yeah. and I have so many thoughts, and it's impossible to condense them all, but when I just ask AI to do it, I have a set list of options that it's provided, and then I just pick my favorite one, and I say, ideate on that one a little bit more. Yeah, I like this one. Give me more like it. And then I can just keep going down that rabbit hole until I find one, and then I pick it. Yeah. Instead of having to come up with it all myself, and then by the time I'm done doing it myself, 
I've written everything but the thing that I was supposed to write. I got a name for a town. I got a random NPC I've never used. I got an item that's probably no one's ever going to pick up. I got a backstory for a twig in case somebody steps on it. But what I don't have is the name for the NPC. Mm-hmm. AI doesn't do that unless I tell it to. <laughs> You know, I mean, but it's I think it's really easy to say, give me the name for like a random NPC. I think that's something that would be beneficial, especially like from a DM's perspective mm-hmm. um, as someone who like is done a lot of improv, sometimes being put on the fly. It doesn't matter how good or how experienced you are. Sometimes there's going to be things that just break you and your brain is just not going to work. And when you're like a name, uh, uh yeah. And you just freeze. You can just go to your laptop and be like random name generator mm-hmm. and just like pull mm-hmm. that up and like give that. For you and see i think where it really has a leg up though is that like there are already those kinds of things out there like fantasy name generator fantasy npc generator mm-hmm. fantasy town generator but like well, the one thing that ai can do that those have never been able to do is is depth within the click of a button so instead of just yeah. giving me a name for an npc in a town that they're from and like an occupation it's like here's the person's name here's their entire backstory since the day they were born here's what they like to do here's what they don't like to do here's who they're married to these are their three closest friends this is the town they live in the house they own the yeah. dog they like. That's like, like information. It's <laughs> like information overload. That's it so is, much. But it, it makes it so much easier than when players decide that they want to focus on one particular NPC to be like, yeah, no, I know the answer to the questions you're asking. Yeah, instead of having to make it up on the fly. See, I think if you're good enough at improv, which is what so much of being a DM is, unless you're one of those DMs that likes to prep, which fucking gross. Um, it's work getting Robert to prep uh, for the podcast. Yeah, we have a list of anything, of man. things where I'm like, okay, we just need to do not a ton of research, but I wing just it. a little bit of research I wing before it all. we and come AI in. AI allows me to wing it even more. I get that, but if I want to do an episode where and we're doing ultra prep wing work, it, dude. I have to make sure that I like trap this man. But you don't do the prep in in advance either. Like unless I sit down and start doing the okay. prep, you will avoid it just as much as I do. So yes. don't put that shit on me. Yes. But uh-huh. But uh-huh. Trap you like a rat in the family room to get you to do stuff, man. Don't put that shit on me. But anyways, I think the the ups truly for for the DM is just the fact that it's it's a whole other fucking being that you can just ask questions. Like it's yeah. difficult to bounce questions off you. Or, like, if it's your players, it's like, I don't want to really ask them, like, what I should name the town or the dog or the NPC or what do you think about this ability? Because, like, I want everything to be a surprise for them. Mm -hmm. So I have my little robot buddy on my phone or my laptop, and I can ask him. There was one night where... I don't really know what it's going to be called in 20 years. I I don't know either. I just am using, like, uh, the thing. Yeah, the thing. Um, But see, eventually it's going to be wise enough to be like, I don't want to be called an it or a thing. Yeah, and that's where it starts to get scary, Robert. Well, see, a quote from, I watched this guy on, on YouTube. Some of you might know who he is, Philip DeFranco. He's been on YouTube forever. He does, uh, <laughs> well, not everyone's going to know. He's he's like, an, he's older. I mean, he's Anyone been on for a while. Anyone who's listening to a D&D podcast, I'm going to go out on a limb and say has been around the internet for a while. Philip DeFranco, he does daily deep dives into the news, whatever, whatever. But the thing that he always talks about when he says AI is he always says, today AI is the worst it will ever be. So when you're thinking about just how crazy fucking scary it is now, that is the worst it is ever going to be moving forward. Yeah. Like you're like, wow, it like can only accept papers of 2,000 words and only give me like super critical edits, but like the words aren't always correct. Yeah. That's it's, the worst it's ever going to fucking get because tomorrow it's going to be able to write the essay for you. Yeah, that just that's something that scares me. And see, I think my perspective with it at this point is like if I'm I mean, it's the whole like if you can't beat him, join him. I'm yeah. never going to be better than AI. And I accept that. So you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to use it, and I'm going to learn how to use it so that come time for it to be implemented into every goddamn thing we own, mm-hmm. I'm ahead of the curve. You know? I'm not one of the people with head in the sand where it's just like, nah, fuck AI, though. This is one of those moments where you sound just like my dad. And I'm going to say this. My dad has always been like, he tries to stay up to date with like the most current technology. I mean, yeah, why um, wouldn't you? Every Shit's possible exciting. Way, we've got like the Echo Dots all through our house. You went from fucking we sticks have... and rocks yeah. to fucking metal, pieces of metal well, welded together inside smaller pieces of metal that can then tell me how I'm supposed to live my life. You say that and then sometimes there's things that my dad does when it comes to technology that I'm like, I love that you can do this, but why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Our thermostat is hooked up through our Echo Dot. Yep. So is our refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Our refrigerator has yep. Wi-Fi. We have every like every inch of our house is like connected through with you robots. Can do it, and you can just say, "Hey Alexa," and then anything that you want like to be done will be done in the house. So tying that back to to D and D specifically, I think. See, I don't think I could ever have like an Alexa at the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think it's one thing to have it behind the screen. I mean, this is just thinking ahead of where AI is eventually going to go. Like, if one day our robot children turn into overlords and then like we mingle together, I'm not going to shame you away from the table. By all means, come and join. Oh, so you're like going full in the future when? But we not even like let's say somebody rights. had like an Amazon Dot or like an Echo sitting at the table. Like, I don't think I could ever do that. You know? Cause, well, it's getting to the <laughs> point now where like. If I don't know something, let's say I'm like in, I'm in the middle of DMing and I'm mm. completely stumped on the name of a town. Yes, I could type it in behind, but it's not, it's so much faster to say like, "Hey Amazon, do this," or yeah. "Hey, hey Alexa, hey Siri, hey Google." What if you could just do that at the table? Be like, "Hey Google, give me the name of a fantasy town, never I, been used before." I don't like that, you know. But like that's totally a use that like it could be or it, hell. I think what's even more interesting, too, is that you could eventually have AI control your enemies and Ew. manage combat. Yeah, well, I was this. I was going to tie this into, there was one night, and I don't remember what it was we were doing. I think we were actually talking about podcast episodes, and we were talking about AI or something, and this was, like, before I had started using it at all, and I was still, like, very staunchly against everything, and you ended up Fucking finding online gasping at me every this... time I pull up ChatGPT in the middle of an episode. <laughs> I stand by it. Um, there was a, I, I don't know what so website what, it was. Ask one of our robot buddies what it thinks but AI it was, can be used for. It's Jesus stable. Christ. What was the website that you found where it was basically like, it was a AI dungeon master. It was like a, an entire website. Oh yeah. It was yeah. entirely made. It was like, uh, um, you said it was like that one website that's like basically. It was like episode. Porn. Yeah, like episode. I'd, what, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the whole there thing was, no was that it was no porn on episode, but this DM'd AI, the, the DM AI website, it was mostly porn. Yeah, no, I you do, could just like, you could play through an interactive like Goosebumps Adventure style book with the AI being your DM. Yeah, um, and, and like that's a really wild. interesting concept. And when you look up, because I like, um, even though we haven't been able to do like a ton of prep work for this, um, I've like been looking through like D and D and AI and kind of seeing what like the internet has out there. And most of it is, like, um, AI dungeon masters and, like, how do you use or how you can use D&D to, like, there's entire websites, uh, a website called There's an AI for that where I'm seeing something where it's, like, AI tools for D&D and it's mm-hmm. um, just, like, compilations of different AI tools that you can use. Um, here's a website saying how to use AI as a dungeon master and, like, how to yep, use yep. it as a tool. 
Um, so it's like a thing that's out there. But yeah, there definitely are. I, I think I would love to go over what the fucking robot just told me. Give me a list of fifteen things. And some of these things I would never thought about. Again, like shit's insane. So the first one is NPC generation. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. The second one is world building. We've kind of mentioned that. You can have it like if you go with uh, like Bing, like the 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 Dolly Three. You can have it give you mm-hmm. like a whole landscape or a city or like a layout. You can also just have it write the fucking world for you or suggest yeah. lower suggestions or culture points. Third one is story and quest generation. You can have it give you hooks, quests, storylines, uh, dynamic and engaging ways to like wrap players into those stories, which I think is interesting. Uh, this one I would have never thought about, character integration. So natural language processing algorithms can be used to enable more realistic and dynamic interactions with NPCs. Players can engage in conversations with AI-driven characters, and the AI can respond in a contextually appropriate manner. So it's okay. going in the direction I was talking about. Yeah, so which is of, like literally just playing with AI at the table. Instead of me having to DM for every NPC, I could have my little Alexa next to me like queue up personalities and then have it be that person. I oh. And what's crazy it's about what's well, see what's scary is because like what happens when these things become sentient and now I have a trapped personality of a fantasy character in my fucking phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But on the flip it's... side of that, if I could program an NPC like I say this is where you're from, these are who you like, uh, these are people you don't like. This is your class. This is your background. And then have that motherfucker interact with my players with like a wholly unique voice. I would think about it. I It would definitely be interesting for sure. But I think that there's also, and, and call me old fashioned. Call me old fashioned <laughs> all fucking day. I think that I'm there's the something curve on this fun. One, Madison. I'm, uh, listen, I'm an actor. And that's what I was going to say. That's just I'm basically an, like, like hiring is, an AI actor at the yeah, table. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm scared of. This is what I'm afraid is going to take over my job. Yeah, I just have the benefit of not being in a profession that like cares yeah. about yeah, Like AI for me Your is job only going to help get taken me. Over. You know? My job 100% can't. Mm. And it's one of those I things. I don't know. My job can get taken over though. Because like my whole thing is green infrastructure and like helping people build green space. I can ask this AI right now, give me a plan for how to well, turn yeah. Dallas, Texas into a, a, a 60% more green city. And it could give me a detailed step-by-step plan. And as long as I had the resources and connections, I don't fucking need me anymore. Yeah. I think that I I would lean, aw- I think that talking to you in AI and like using an AI at the table as an NBC, I think in like a specific campaign, I think that that would be interesting. And I think it would be something fun to do a couple times, but mm. I think on the whole, like that terrifies me. You know, uh, like, you like I mean, like a robot buddy. Yeah. Like I think in our current setting where we're playing in like a cyberpunk world in a modern yeah. setting, I think that that's something that like makes I sense. Give London's second. You gotta stop saying names just straight up. I you do give this every Chips episode. Second personality, an AI thing, and then he doesn't have to like switch between the characters. He yeah. can just talk to fucking Atlas. Yeah. And uh, but here's here's my like hesitation so with that. Cool to me, man. It's one of the things that I love about D and D, and one of the things like that I just kind of Jarvis, love about dude. art in general is the connection to another human being. And I think mm. that that's lost if we're using AI. Like I said, I think this would be something to cool cool to do like a couple times yeah. and cool to explore. But like like I said, call me old fashioned. I like see people. where I would where I would push back on that though is that AI is wholly a creation of people. And yes. everything it gives you, therefore, has to have come from some other person at some point in history. Like all the art it can generate would not be would not be possible if it wasn't for the millions and billions of art on the internet made by real people. 
I agree with that. And I think there's also, and I'm not even going to get into this now, but I feel like I need to acknowledge that's a whole nother conversation of like 100%. people's work being used in AI. And that's like something that that's I mean, a that whole nother conversation. Recent, I just need to acknowledge that. It was a very recent thing. Like yeah. now, even when you use like, again, going back to the thing in D and D, like if someone like dimension 20 or critical role decided to use something that was AI generated, I'm pretty sure there are now standards and laws that you would have to, at least in the credits, credit AI for creating that particular object. Yeah, and it's all new and it's all scary. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that, in my opinion, I don't think that you should be using things that have been AI generated for personal profit. an article that happened with a sports, a really big sports company that will not be named, but they had a bunch of articles on their website. Oh, now we're going to censor ourselves. They had a bunch of articles on the website and somebody realized that the creditor went to some sort of fishy fucking like secondhand Mm -hmm. name and found out that that's the name that this little AI like essay writer goes by. Yeah. And then like some that that person ended up approaching this giant company and was like, "Hey guys, I don't know if that's ethical." And then they just pulled every article. Yeah. It's it's crazy, uh, dude. Crazy, it's dude. It's freaky. But like like I said, I think and I do understand that AI has been created by people, but I also mm-hmm. like a like human connection between another human being. And I'm sure that in 50 years, this is going to sound really bigoted of me. Um, <laughs> like once like we've got people like robots and shit walking around. But I think but it like, makes sense though. I mean, like your your line of thought is 100% valid. Because I think like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, people were thinking the same thing about their phones. It yeah. was like, why would I want this like little piece of fucking technology to track my steps and tell me how good or bad I'm breathing and mm-hmm. tell me about my heart rate and communicate with my doctor 24-7. Yeah, it, it's, it's like one of those things I like. farther and farther removed yeah. from, like, the source. And, like, I know this is going to sound bigoted and this is going to sound outdated eventually, but, and like, we're about I... about to just create people, man. I think it's also fun to create, and I'm someone who enjoys the creation process, and I also love talking to people after and building a story with other people specifically, which is mm-hmm. part of the reason I'm so drawn to D&D, is that's, like, where my creative, like, juices get flowing when I'm with another person. Mm-hmm. And I think that AI is a super helpful tool, but at the same time, at the end of the day, you can't talk to AI after and be like, hey... I had a really great time with you. I'm really glad that like we're friends and like yeah. we're able to do this as friends and like mm-hmm. hang out together. No, like I get that. that's not it's there. not a, it's not a being. It's no yeah. It's not. Person. It's not a person. I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I'm see, I'm old I, fashioned. I'm an AI I think conservative. What's interesting though is that like looking at the people who have created AI, like I would be incredibly proud, like to yeah. see that like. If I was the creator of ChatGPT or one of the co-founders of ChatGPT to see what it's capable of, like that to me in and of itself is a big enough act of creation. They're like, cool, I'm I'm settled. I'm good. I don't need to make another thing for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. You know, that's it. And I don't think I would ever be removed enough from that to be like, well, I don't really feel like I've I've made something here. 100%. AI is incredibly impressive. I'm not dogging that. But like also, I've seen enough sci-fi movies. Mm. Like... I mean, that's why we make them. That that's that's the whole like we we make. Do you remember that Disney that Channel movie, of. the original Disney Channel movie, Smart House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like Monster House, but like so, instead of it yeah. being like magic, it's our like house. Robots. I live in a smart house. Our thermostat is controlled by like by I just our thought about getting our a fucking Google Nest Echo Dot our house. Actually, I listen. I'm not gonna be mad at that only because <laughs> it would be con- <laughs> it would be convenient, and also our ha- they can't take us down. Our house was built in the 1930s and has not been renovated since. Like at our, our house, there's not a lick of nothing for y'all. There to is get a there's nothing in. for like technology to connect to. We okay, are right. it is so old fashioned. Okay. 
So moving forward on the list that ChatGPT so kindly provided us with uh, uh. random encounters. AI can assist and generate a random encounters during travel or exploration, ensuring that they are balanced and fit the overall theme of the campaign. I think if there was some sort of note-taking system that I could upload like all of my notes to, and then it was also like the back end of it was AI generation. Like if I could have all my notes in one place, like the the note taking app that I use currently is Obsidian. Can't recommend that enough. It takes a, a long time to get a hold of, but that's what tutorial videos are for. I use Obsidian. If Obsidian had a back end that said you can ask me any question based off all the information that you've provided me, and I will only respond with what you've given me, and I could say, okay, give me an encounter based off everything you know about my NPCs today, mm-hmm. or only based on notes one through three, not four, five, and six, as we haven't gotten there. Uh, and then like that, I don't know, that encounter needs to be on the road. It needs to use X amount of horses and the CRs of the monsters can only be so on and so forth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know how fucking cool that would be? Cause then it's not just like a random half-assed AI encounter. It is an encounter that is tailored to, to my players, world. to my world that is I, found in theme. You see, I think that's one of the places where I think that you can go crazy with AI. I think when it comes I will. to like, you I, don't have to I know, I, I know, I know, I know. This man is so pro AI. It scares I'm me sometimes. I'm waiting for it, man. He is like, I. It's just exciting. <laughs> it's like the next frontier in the creation of like fucking people, man. No, I get it. It just, I call me a conservative here. I will. I, don't, don't ever call me a conservative. In this moment. That was a being bit. a little I, conservative. Okay. Maybe. But Your that's because children's children are going to look back and go, she was nutty. She yeah. was so behind the times. It, yeah, for sure. Yep. She I'll was proudly she take was that. dogging on our robot overlords from the beginning, and that's why <laughs> we're poor now, because they just, they remembered that. And that's why we're poor, for no 100%. other reason. Uh, dynamic difficulty adjustment. That's, I don't know what that means. So this is crazy. AI algorithm can analyze player performance and adjust the difficulty of encounters in real time to provide a more challenging and engaging experience. Okay, my question with this, how that's involved... nuts. That's nuts. Is AI taking <laughs> notes? Like, if that's a thing, I will say, I will say, if there was an AI that we could set up at the table that would, taking, that would I take think, notes I for me. Like two, I think that might exist. I'm so serious. Look it up. If there was like a little... Okay, so anybody that's uh, lived in the world, you know how small an Echo Dot is. If I could put an Echo Dot... Who's lived in the world? Well, today, in 2023. If I could put an Echo Dot, something the size of Echo Dot, in the center of my table, and then have it listen to all of my sessions, take notes for me, and do all of this, I would buy it tomorrow. If I yeah. wasn't broke. I would buy it tomorrow. I would not because be mad at something to take it takes away notes. the note-taking. Because I know then damn... it analyzes your performance. It can learn how you like to play. It can learn how you like to... Build your character. I don't want it to know that about me. Hey, this shit sucks. Do you have something you want to send in to make it better? Criticisms, topics you'd like to see discussed, or an advertisement you'd like to run? Maybe you even want to sponsor an episode. If so, shoot us a message at mc460 at evansville.edu or DM us on Instagram at Crescent Magazine. Or we'll never get better like these fucking guys. But it's, and that's the scary thing about AI is it's kind of all or nothing. This is where I'm a little conservative with you too. It's like, it's, it either knows everything or it knows like very little. And there's no in between. Because the difference between very little and everything is infinite. Yeah. And so you will have an infinitely stupid robot if you limit it to what it can and can't know. And I will say that's one of those things where like, I always joke because our house does have so many Echo Dots that I know that Amazon is listening to every single thing I say. I know. Our phones are listening to everything we say. That's not a conspiracy. 
Honestly, the I did commodity like in the world is data. Yeah, I did one of my final projects in um, my college level uh, speech and uh, communications class when I was in high school on um, surveillance state. Basically, um, like our phones are listen like that's not a secret. Mm. Literally, there's something that just came out with um, a senator basically wrote a letter. Oh, believe, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was nuts. So basically, the uh, yeah, like the world governments are... notifications. Yeah, are, so your push notifications yeah. are being tracked by world governments. That is not like a conspiracy. That is true. That has been yep. proven um, or leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or leaked. But like, and that's just one of those things about. where I'm also kind of like, you know, what is Bezos going to do with just hearing me talk about Dungeons and Dragons for hours on end? Yeah. But oh, at the I same didn't... time, I don't want to give him any. I don't. No, yeah. fuck you. I mean, AI, this is, is interesting. We talked about this in my sociology class, um, like the second to last class before we ended. And it was all about technology and science. So like science is um, like learning, like the rules and sort of laws of, of the world as a whole. And then sort of translating that into things that we can use. The then putting those those laws and those rules into use is what we like to call technology, and it's mm-hmm. all about predicting the outcomes and patterns of people. So if you look at it from that standpoint, all AI is trying to do is learn how to essentially predict everything we're going to do and then provide us with a service so that we don't have to do it anymore, mm-hmm. which is fucking like that's up. Or not up, sorry, that's, oh my God, wrong Pixar movie. That's Wally. Yeah. That's Fat People in Chairs Wally. Yeah. Like that is jelly. Beautiful movie, by the that way. Is one of jelly Pixar's bones. Best. The robots know what you want to drink. They take you where you want to go. I don't like that. They do everything for you, and that's where I'm a little against it too. Because I'm like, what the fuck are we gonna have left to do? But funny enough, funny enough, the basis for the campaign that we're playing in, the whole reason that superpowers emerge is because the AI robot chips that everyone walks around with removed the body's need to do anything. Yeah. It took over the biological functions. Yeah. It's, so then the body was just like, cool, we're going to start mutating, man. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's such an interesting thing. And just like the concept of it in general. And it's also one of those things where like I'm going back and forth because I'm like, do we really want to let AI be yeah. the thing that is producing music and art what and literature and the human, like yeah. the human, the human spirit. And then we are struggling as human beings to like get through these minimum wage, like labor intensive jobs that AI mm-hmm. could do. Yeah. But instead of us getting able to create and do those like human things. I think the only way that AI really, really, really ends up working for everybody, and this is so far removed from D&D at this point, but it's like in a fucking utopia. Like that's the only way that we really get away with this whole AI thing scot-free is if AI manages to solve world hunger and uh, achieve world peace and then basically provide us with little biomes to go around and have fun in. Well, Nobody has to pay for anything. Everyone like... Well, that's the premise for, like, every movie where AI kills everyone. It is, but what if we could achieve that and it worked? I mean, hell yeah. I'd be, well, like, see, I'd do it in a heartbeat, but... Thing, though. Here's what comes with that. The removal of the human experience. Struggling exactly. in drama and, like, having to do things for yourself is such a core part of who we are as, like, human beings. AI is essentially positioning itself to remove that. I don't, and but, that's what scares me. But you can't tell me that you would not choose World B if World B was Earth, but like perfectly taken care of. All the animals are chill. The environment's fixed. You can eat, drink, whatever you want at any point in time. You can go anywhere in the world whenever you would like to do it. You can do your hobbies. You don't have to work a job. You can go into fucking space. Doesn't matter. That as opposed to struggling and dealing with like the human experience. Are you kidding me? 
die. Because the first one is is the world where we still have like world hunger. Yeah, it's this is messy. It is. And that's why I love talking about it because it's so messy, man. God. Cause no, because I'm gonna sound like like an awful person <laughs> if I say that I want the world with like with struggle. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just I think that's something that connects as me as a person who struggles deeply mm. with a lot of different things constantly. It's also the um, difference between the world that we know and the world that we don't. You yeah. only know one of these experiences deeply. Like, I don't know what it's like to not... Mm -hmm. Nobody does. Nobody yeah. does. Like, respectfully, nobody knows what it is like to live in world B. So it is impossible to say... This is where, like, the philosophy and the logic of me is coming out. It is impossible to say... It's coming out now like it hasn't been in the fucking it forefront is this whole time. impossible to say that anybody would truly prefer world B basing it on experience because alone. Because we no. Yeah, because nobody's ever been able to experience world B. Yeah. It's... Doesn't happen. I mean, that's how fucking communes turn into cults, man. People are yeah. like, yeah, that'll work in theory. <laughs> and then they get out there, and they're, and like, they're having... all these school buses together. Yeah, and, and then like... everyone's pulling money into the one guy that did it all, mm -hmm. and Kool-Aid's getting hand out the next day. Like, mm -hmm. it just... It spirals, man, but mm -hmm. because of human error. If we can remove human error, maybe we could achieve if communes. If we remove human error, we are removing human. Yep. I mean, that's it goes back to the whole removing the experience thing. Yeah. So, interesting, kind of a fun segue, the next one on here is voice-activated gameplay, which I think could be sick. So, integrating voice recognition technology allows players ah! to interact with the game using natural language commands, making the experience more, more immersive. So, I want to spin this in a way that you would have a hard time saying no. So, let's say that our basement... Yeah, you're going to have to try. It is. What if we had a table downstairs, the whole table was touchscreen, like the full thing. It is a full, I mean, with like the little cup holders and stuff like that's made out of wood and fancy yeah. whatever. So that you have a place to put your shit. But the whole table itself is just like one big ass touchscreen. And you could say, or I could say, let's say I take it away from players so that it's a little more equal. I could say to the TV, uh, zoom out on this particular map and, I, and like show them this area. And then it could then generate you a whole village it looks really nice. The graphics are really cool. And we could see in real time where you are, where you're going, the travel distance, how many, how much time in-game that's going to take. Okay, that would Wouldn't be Wouldn't that cool. be sick if but I could that's go... that's not what I interpret that like, like, what if I went, as? hey, Alexa, show them what the world looks like. Hey, Alexa, general, like, pull up encounter B, bandits A. And then all of a sudden the table changes and we're exactly where we need to be real cool. time. No prep, I'm, no nothing. I'm okay with that. Uh -huh. it, That's no, where no, I no, take no, 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 no. Let me read. Uh, voice recognition technology. Uh -huh. I to also, interact with the game using natural language commands. I also, I just, I uh. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. Character behavior modeling. Hey, now this one I think is a little fucking freaky. Uh, AI no, can model the behavior not. of NPCs to make them more realistic and responsive. This includes predicting how NPCs would react to certain character actions based on their personalities and motivations. My counter to this being scary, Baldur's Gate 3. No, yeah. We are already living in that world. Yeah. The I... only difference between Baldur's Gate 3 and AI is that Baldur's Gate 3 is cool in a video game. And it was also written. And there's a certain... It was written by human yep. beings. And it has a limited number of options it can choose based off of the options you've already put into the world. Yes. But AI is going to be what's selecting those. I'm fine with AI selecting things to that I've already pro written. you're pro-AI with shackles. Huh? You're pro-AI with shackles. Yes. You are pro-AI with I limits. am pro-AI AI as has a... one box. It can only do things yes. in that box that we tell it it can do. Yes, I am AI as a tool, not as a creator. Right, 
right, right, right. I mean, yeah, that's and that's the one thing that we've never been able to achieve. I mean, really. I mean, we kind of do it with like manufacturing robots and stuff. Like, I mean, like, that's how you get your fancy Amazon packages. Robots in a in a fucking warehouse somewhere. I'm not ordering a bunch of Amazon. Put it together though. and box it up. And then it tells the fucking shipping company where it's got to go. Yeah. And then it gets put on and some guy gets out of his little fancy Amazon van and then puts it on your fucking door. I'm okay with that. That's that's something that we created creating something, though. Yeah, but there's a difference between that and it, like, creating a story. When part of the reason that I love AI is because you get to tell the story with other people. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I that what I love. About, I don't know if I said with AI. You said, or, yeah, you said with that's AI. Not I was like, fully that's at all. Not what I meant. I meant thing. with D and D. Is I love creating a story with other people, and when you take the people <laughs> out of it, it gets fuck fuck this the, this, fuck next, this next one. one. Is... Absolutely not. <laughs> rule no. enforcement AI. No, you want to see an Echo Dog get punted? You want to see an Echo Dog get punted? Real time assistance to the DM and players in interpreting and applying game rules consistently. If I get fucking um so. actually by a goddamn computer, <laughs> the way the way I am taking Baldur's Gate already does it. Baldur's Gate already does it. Fucking bat. I, I you want to know what? Already does it. I've told Robert this, and I will tell y'all now. The reason I do not own Baldur's Gate three, other than money, is because I am <laughs> is because I am gonna get so sucked into that motherfucker uh-huh. that people will not see me for days. I have Baldur's Gate three. This is crazy to think about. Baldur's Gate three is the worst a game like that will ever be. Stop saying that. That is the worst a game like I that. I understand will ever that. Be. But here's the thing. I'm someone who gets so sucked GTA into worlds. In I need that's I, basically that's... the real world simulator where you get to just be a fucking criminal. You talk about how problematic <laughs> that one is? Deeply. Uh-huh. It's so fucked up. And also the fact that it took that long is also like the fact that it took oh, that long to make the new- Yes. 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like basically the Sims but crime. Yeah, I love The Sims. I have to moderate The Sims because I get so uh-huh, into it, which is uh-huh, why I don't play Baldur's uh-huh. Gate three. It it just I'll be dang, I'm not. Uh, we, we've already talked about the next one on this list, which is Virtual Game Master. Everything I've said, if anybody's following the pieces here, what I'm basically advocating for is something that can be me without me having to be there. So, uh, question for you. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that deal, but that's with everything that I would like it to be able I to do, say, I am taking that deal. That's my question for you. So would you then be a player at the table? Oh, or like, what would you do if, if you were I just could... sitting there and you program an AI oh and then you God. let the AI run its course? You then become That'd a director so of a play. cool, though. Wouldn't that look, okay, for me. I think me, it would be interesting. If I could plug in all the information about the current campaign we're in and I could give it to a robot and I said, okay, you're the DM now. I'm going to go be a player at the table. You know how sick that would be for me, though, to be able to play in my own campaign real time, you know? No, like, I get Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to be a little, like, man behind the curtain because I know what some of the plot hooks are going to be. I understand that more than anything else that you've said because we've talked about this before. I'm someone who creates worlds but is too scared to be a DM because I've got too many control issues. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. I, at the end of the day, it's the same way where when I write plays and when I write movies and things like that and I write books... I'm imagining myself playing the main character, and I'm like, I could never publish this because I'm so attached to this character that I don't want anyone else to play them. But also, I don't want to pull Lin-Manuel Miranda and <laughs> star in my own work because that's going to look like I'm, I'm cheating. anything my man's ever played or put out. Um, He's incredibly talented. List. He can do whatever he wants. Strategic, I want that to be strategic known. Strategic planning. This is kind of back to the combat encounter thing. AI can assist players in strategic planning during combat encounters, suggesting optimal moves, tactics, and possible outcomes based on the rules of the game. 
So essentially, what that is, is Baldur's Gate 3, you have an NPC, you set it to auto, it makes all of its own decisions based on what it thinks the best move is. We've already seen this in video games, folks. We've seen it in chess. You can play against bots in chess that are capable of beating the world's best chess players. We've already seen that. The only difference between that and this is you get to see it live and in person. You know? You get to interact with one. It gets to talk to you. See, I'm more okay when it comes to, like, Campaign analytics is nuts. Sorry, I'm going I'm to hit this next one real quick. Campaign yeah. analytics? AI tools can analyze player fun. preferences and actions to provide insights into what aspects of the campaign are most engaging, helping the DM tailor the experience. To the so we could make D&D wrapped, like Spotify wrapped, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker for... How we, many were, players we were talking to, I mean, about again, this the other night. Baldur's Gate 3 has already put, that, put out that yeah. fucking statistic, though. How many players have chosen to pet the dog? How many yeah. players have chosen to be like chaotic evil? We talked about this the other night Crazy. when we were talking about analytics and stuff, because Crazy. I'm a sucker for analytics, because I've been someone Everyone who's been on social media. Box, man. I've been on social media for so long, and I've looked at my numbers, and I've like done social media managing and blah, blah, blah. I'm a sucker for analytics. Anything that will give me analytics, I will like fucking sell my soul for it. And I recognize that it's a problem. But like, I love that's the I would allow AI at the table if it meant that I could get. I love its little message here at the end. It's important to note that while AI can enhance the D&D experience, the role of human creativity, storytelling and social interaction remains central to the game. AI should be seen as a tool to support and augment the efforts of players and DMs rather than replace them. I That's what I've been saying. Mm hmm. And I, I would love tool. to think that it can continue to stay a tool forever, but it's just it's not. not gonna. It's not going to. I mean, it's already out there as a DM. Mm-hmm. It exists sure. fully. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't exist to the level that we're, that we're talking about here, but it's pretty goddamn close. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's freaky. But that's just the 15 things. Again, I gave it a, well, like what? Um, I said, how can AI be used for D&D? And every topic we've talked about has been generated by AI. It gave me 15 things to talk about. All were very in-depth. I didn't think about three-quarters of them. <laughs> they gave me that shit in like three seconds. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Where we live in, man? It's... It's... Scary, dude. It's... Any final thoughts? I think AI can be. I'm gonna talk for a minute about image generating. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Which is one of the it's number fourteen on the yeah. list, generative art. Oh, I'm so glad I have permission from ChatGPT yeah. to talk yeah. about. ChatGPT um, is already one step ahead of you. I don't As like it. Will the, always I don't be. Fucking like I could hit a computer. I, if it's me versus a computer, I'm gonna win. I could ask um, the computer how to pass the bar exam, man. Like that's. <laughs> that, shit's crazy. My life is gonna get so easy. Anyways, continue. Um, so. I've been using image Ooh. generation a lot because as someone who like, and don't get me wrong, I draw, I like, I do all the art shit. Like, I feel like I have to, uh, being someone like literally involved in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, it mm. takes so long and I'm not very good at it. And I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's also been kind of like entrenched in like fandom spaces and fandom culture since I was younger. Yeah, I definitely seeing things, art, ma'am. Not um, is it, it like, it's incredible. So being able to, I will say this, being able to put what your character looks like into a image generator. I've been using Dolly 3. Um, so sick. Which is found on Bing, which one of the things I do like about it is they say that they, like, every artist that is alive is, like, given an option. Do you want your art to be able to participate in this? You can mark yes or no. And it will block generations from artists that are currently living. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. That's pretty cool. Um, opt in, opt out. But, <coughs> however... 
I recognize, I don't think that any AI art should be published. Interesting. I don't think it should be something that you can put out there for profit. I don't think it's something that a person should be able to put out. I do think it is something that we should be putting out and archiving to follow. Yeah. To like to follow its its journey the same way. Yeah, I think else, that's you know? fine. But I think if I'm writing a, I'm for say for example, I've written like a children's book, yeah. which is true. I can't sit there and do all the illustrations. I just simply, like, I don't have the time and I'm not, like, I don't have the capabilities of doing that. I'm also someone who's in a financial spot where I cannot afford to pay an artist to come do this. Um, yeah. If I had the money, I would, but I do not. Mm -hmm. If I have an AI do all of my artwork for me, mm -hmm. I don't think that I should be able to publish that book and make profit off of it. But who who put in the prompts to get the images? That's I, I'm not saying that no, there's I mean, like, not work put involved. That's where I would push back. I, yeah. I think that you should be able to publish it, but I think it all needs to be with the caveat of what it was made with. I don't know. I that's because that's my stance. AI. I, I look at AI in the same way that some like again going back to my sociology class. The one thing that technology has done for speaking of technology in terms of the 21st century, technology has been with us since we started using rocks to start fires. Like that mm -hmm. is a form of technology. Uh, when I'm referring to technology specifically in the 21st century, I'm talking about smartphones, I'm talking about infrastructure, I'm talking about AI, obviously in this particular conversation. Well, one thing that technology has allowed us as people to do is raise the bar in terms of the minimum human experience. Uh, that means for poverty, that means for world hunger, that means for joblessness, that means for homelessness. Um, it is often seen as a tool of the elite, and it is. It's created by the elite for the elite. Hard stance, I stay by it. But because it is so publicly available and because it is becoming more and more common for even the poorest countries in the world to have access to it, it is allowing those communities to raise themselves up. And I think if AI allows somebody who is an incredibly talented writer in a third world country to generate all of the pictures in a book and all they have to do is put the words to it, I would not tell them no on, on publishing it if it means that they could get themselves out of that situation or introduce their artistry to the world. And that's where, that's where I think the case for AI and being able to publish it becomes really difficult to say no to. Because if it's the key for somebody getting out of an impoverished situation or putting their work on a public scale, mm -hmm. who am I to tell them no? I understand that. However, I think that it's still it. I think it's still a tricky thing because I think there's also, a, a you know, AI art is generated from other people's real life artwork, mm -hmm. and I think that there is definitely something to be said. And this is kind of like a caveat that we talked about earlier when I was like, this is a separate conversation of like. I there is no world in which every single artist whose art has been used to influence an AI has mm -hmm. given permission. And I think that art is something that can also and it's one of those tricky things where and this is like something that I've had personal experience with and gotten into literal fights and lost friendships over mm -hmm. the idea of when you create something, you create an idea, you create art, yeah. you create a concept and you put that out there and mm -hmm. you put that publicly what do you control? I mean, nothing. That's the thing. Yeah, once it's it hits tricky. the public space, you control nothing. It's tricky. And this is coming from someone like, I'm going to use my own personal examples here. Mm. I have mentioned before, social media creator. I've been on TikTok for a very long time. Mm. I've made dozens of different videos that I've been very proud of that are 
cre- completely like creative mm. videos that I've like created on my own original concepts, original costumes, original uh, like um like doing artwork for them and like doing a right. really cool setup. And I've had those videos and those concepts mm-hmm. stolen by creators that were bigger than me, yep. stolen by creators that were smaller than me, mm-hmm. who just recreate them and then they like hit that sweet spot in the algorithm and they go viral mm-hmm. and they get money yeah. and they get credit and they get a following. Mm-hmm. I did put that idea out in the space. And once you put something out into the space, you no longer have control over it. The space However, is such a wild concept. Exactly. It is such a fucking tricky thing. And Internet that's where I'm man. also a little bit more sensitive is because I have seen my own personal art because that's what I think that my, like my content is slash was in mm-hmm. a way without trying to sound too pretentious and seen that used in other ways. And that's like, so it's, it's an odd feeling. And it's one of those things where it's like, I've created something for human consumption. How do I feel about a robot using it? Right. So here's, here's where I feel like the, the other side of it comes from. There is, there is nothing, there is no concept you have put on paper. There is no video you have published. There is no sentence you've said that has not come from all of the information you've ever absorbed from every person and every piece of art, every technology, every concept that they have put out. Correct. For the same reason that we have copyright laws in music. I think those copyright laws should exist uh, for AI. I think they should exist on TikTok. I think they should exist on Instagram, Facebook, etc., whatever, whatever. I 100% agree that we should be at least allowing people to put a stamp on this and say this is mine. What I think becomes difficult and why I don't think that we can put that same limit in law and rule on AI is that eventually we're going to run out of riffs to write on a guitar. We're Mm. going to run out of concepts for a movie to write. We are going to run out of unique and original videos. And at that point, what do we do as a human race? Do we say you are no longer allowed to put out music? You are no longer allowed to make movies? You are no longer allowed to speak? You are no longer allowed to make videos? Because at some point, it's going to fill up. And everything is going to be a different iteration of something else that came before it. And I think that's where we have to start looking at AI in a slightly different lens because it is one of the few things that we know for certain has the potential to be unlimited if we consider it unlimited in regards to it has all of the information that we will ever have. Sorry, I'm yawning. Don't No, pause. you're okay. It's 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 a very um, sort of bogged down train of thought. But I think we should always be able to put a stamp on something and say it's ours. I don't necessarily agree that, that there should be a limit on what can be published and be accessed by the public world and people should be able to sort of profit off of. Because I, I think every concept comes from another concept. I agree with that. I just think it is one of those things where it's messy because I think that it's also something where if we start doing that and we start giving the green light, how do where mm-hmm. where do we draw the line? Because then you're looking at things like, are you going to tell me that movie studios aren't going to realize that it's going to be in, it is going to save them millions of dollars mm-hmm. from having to pay actual labor costs to actual artists yep. for them to just have an AI do it? Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at and this is kind of something I said earlier. I don't want to live in a world where we are allowing, and this is going to, once again, I'm going to sound bigoted in 50 years. I don't want to live in a world where we are allowing robots to do the human things, to create the art, mm-hmm. the music, the the things that influence and like in, enrich the human experience and reflect the human life and the human experience mm-hmm. while we are doing the hard labor. Right. Because I think if we allow one person to publish, like the person you were talking about who was in mm-hmm. a bad situation, who is going to be able to publish um, some AI art mm-hmm. to get themselves out of that situation, how do we draw the line between that person and also 
Disney's latest movie being yeah, an AI-generated one. How do we draw the line? I mean, today with copywriting, when it comes to somebody verbatim, shot for shot, taking a video of yours and doing it themselves versus a small creator who's just genuinely inspired. I Where do you draw the line on that? Credit. I mean, that's where I personally so I drew the line on. If was... AI is able to credit the sources that it's coming from, or if we as a human race can acknowledge that its general credit is humanity as a whole, what's the issue? I think that it is going to put millions of people out of jobs. I agree, but I think there's no way that we're going to be able to stop that from happening as it is. And this is where I feel like I'm. I, I, we have to start advocating for coming up with a backup plan of what we do when we hit that point because I no mean, one's pumping the brakes. That's what's been happening with the, the strikes, with the writer strikes and with mm-hmm. the actor strikes. And this is somewhere where I so know that we, my stance is hard here. How do we learn to use it here. in tandem, though? Because it's not enough to just say we can't use it. It's going to remove everything. It already is. It's it, there's no question and there's no doubt that AI is going to be like and like the longer we go without wanting to like put more sort of further creative limits on it and we just keep putting like hard no hard no hard no well tomorrow we're going to wake up and someone's going to come out with something we've never seen before there's going to be no limits on it because we didn't want to put limits on it and then it's just going to do everything anyways I think it's a conversation where I think people need to sit down and have conversations and create these hard lines and where we draw these lines mm-hmm. And I think that it's something where it, it, drawing the line is never going to be clean. It's always going to be messy. Yeah. But, like, I mean, if you look at the negotiations with the writer's strike and with the actor's strike, like, you see the conversations happening there mm-hmm. of, like, act, writers literally being put out of jobs because, guess what? We don't need a writer to actually write this, like, television episode because mm-hmm. this show's already been on the air for, like, fucking 15 seasons. Yeah. If I'm right, if, like, a soap opera writer, see, an I, AI I can like do that. I don't look at. I think the biggest difference for me is I don't look at AI any different than I look at a tractor. I think tractors put thousands, millions of people out of jobs worldwide in the agriculture like industry. I mean, that's it's always going to be an industry that we have to use because it's the way that we generate food. But no one's going to tell me that I shouldn't be able to use a tractor on my farm. I think that and without a tractor on my farm. I don't generate a near like I don't even generate a fourth of the amount of food that my community needs mm-hmm. without without tractors on every major farm in the world, not just the United States. I don't put enough food on the table to provide for the amount of people that we are popping out like fucking rabbits. Mm-hmm. And I think AI is going to end up in the same place. Without it, we are going to like just without using it, uh, we're just we're gonna be fucked. Gonna be fucked. I, I'm not questioning that we're gonna be using it for sure, but I know that I am gonna be like I'm gonna be digging my feet into the ground <laughs> on this particular topic, especially because right now it is my and this is maybe selfish of me. It is my career that is like and my world and my work that is currently yeah in debate. I think it's everybody's though. I think it's mine too. Like I don't think there's a person out there whose job in theory is not at stake. I think yeah. it's well, growing up, I always thought I was like, you know what? The one job that's always going to be safe from AI or like robots acting. taking over is acting because robots yeah. can't do that. Well, apparently the fuck they can. <laughs> so they can just scan my. You want to know what they need? Uh, they need my face. They can scan my face and then they can just take it from there and run. Yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, fuck, what else do you need? All right. I think we've hit a wall on this particular conversation. Um, 
Yeah. It was a heavy-ass episode. AI is crazy. Yeah, heavy-ass episode indeed. Definitely two different ends of the spectrum, though, so I'm glad we yeah. got to sort of put that out on the internet. I hope I hope it takes D&D to far and future places that are a hell of a lot of fun. And I hope that all of the artists that work so diligently to create all of these wonderful ideas and concepts of worlds. Every one of those published videos and that get uses to keep AI their jobs. Art. They will just start. Listen, they're gonna. Everyone's gonna become the man behind the uh, behind the curtain. Yeah. We're all gonna turn into the fucking Wizard of Oz. Oh God, kill me! <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Table Talk. We will catch you later. Bye.